it's not often we get an opportunity to have a conversation of substance with the intent to understand. I recently had the opportunity to listen and seek understanding from Leon R. Walker Jr., an author, veteran creator, public speaker, and a narcissist. I invite you to listen with an open mind as I did, while Leon shares vulnerable memories and raw truths about his life and losses as a narcissist. Let's get started. Um, having a conversation with Leon Walker. Uh, he is an author. Leon and I are discussing from both sides of the fence. Broken. He is the author of Broken. Wonderful. Available on Amazon. Um, we'll see if he gets right back in here. Anyways, Leon is a narcissist in recovery. Uh, he is managing, and we've just getting to the point in our conversation when we got cut off about um, how do we know the difference? There he is. Okay. that not like a cliffhanger? <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Do you remember where you were? Because um, you, you really had me sitting on the edge of my seat. I'm just like, oh, no, okay, please do not cut off here. And it did. Yes. So. I was talking about how I disrupted my ex-wife's family, all yeah. my friends' family, because their moms. And, you know, their moms still like me, and I still love them, because the mothers knew who I really was, deep, what I was searching for deep down inside. It's just a mother's intuition. And because they knew what I was missing, they knew what I didn't have, and they knew I was a good guy deep down inside. You know, this guy, he's a military guy, he's a player, he's in the streets, but he's a good dude, you know, he don't hit on you, he don't beat on you, but I was hurting and breaking their heart, you know. I'm not a physically violent dude towards women. I was verbally abusive. But I was breaking their heart. I was uh, disrupting their soul and their spirit. So I was just as bad as the, the physical guy that's physically violent towards women. You know, mental abuse is worse than anything, you know. It is. It um, is. I talked to my ex-girlfriend um, from years ago, years ago back uh, the other day, and she said, I never saw you as a narcissist. We were so loving. That's because she had no idea who I really was. I was really attracted to her sexually, so I would – I didn't want her to be with anybody else. I didn't want her to give that to anybody else. So I was doing things. But, you know, I was still doing things that I shouldn't have been doing while I was with her. But when I come back to her, and she ultimately wound up breaking her um, because I told her I was going to cheat on her, and I did. And that's a whole different story. We'll talk about that because narcissists are – women, stop calling them hovers. They are stalkers. Stop saying – Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. They, they are stalkers there and I was a stalker. I didn't stalk her to hurt her. I stalked her, stalked her because she got away and now I want to answer. Narcissists yep. don't like for you to get away. They like you to get that, that clean breakaway. Oh, no, 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 no. That drives them crazy. So I yep. I went through that in 1992 and it, that's what she got me good. But we still we talk every now and then. She's she's married um, but she was one that I should have married a, a lot of women. Right? <laughs> But I've always had good women, you know. They saw more in me than I saw in myself, and I was, like, running away from all that. But, yeah, she's like, I never saw you as a nurse because you never knew. You had no idea. 
I was diagnosed. I'm not going to tell anybody that. That's one of the reasons why I got out of the Navy in 1987. There's a question for you then based on that. Did you ever at one point, even after you started to open up, become more vulnerable, get into therapy, and start unpacking a lot of your story, did you ever see yourself as a monster then? Or do you ever um, think about that? Because I know I have heard numerous people relate narcissism to being a person who's a monster. Um, that's the first part of the question. The second part of the question related to your relationships. What's the difference between a narcissist and a fuckboy? What is the difference? I'll tell you the difference. Um, um, but, yeah, I, I was a monster, but wouldn't look at me and be able to tell because my conversation wasn't monstrous. I was different. You know, I turned some monster behind closed doors, and I would change, right? And so okay. you you can sometimes you can see monsters coming. It's in their eyes and it's in their spirits, the way they talk. I was able to hide all of that, all of it, because I knew I. In, in order for me to get to her, I can't act like a monster. I can't be a monster. I can turn into a monster after I reel her in. But I was I could reel R E E her in, but I wasn't R E A L real, right? So I had to get her okay. in, and the monster comes out to keep her. Okay. Rather, uh, afraid, not afraid of me per se, but afraid of losing me. So that's when the monster came out. Um, you say the fuck boy. Um, those are the guys that, <clears throat> and women, fuck girls, whatever, are very shallow. And I talk about it in the book that I'm writing about narcissism, narcissism now. Uh, the number seven loveless trait is people that show up to talk about their titles and their status, their cars, their house, their money. Their clothes, those mm. are shallow, superficial people is a big difference. Me as a narcissist, whatever, I'm not going to show up and talk about all that stuff. I'm not going to brag about all this stuff. I will eventually, you will see it, but that's not the beginning of who I am. That's not who I, that's not the representation you're going to see. The representation, you, you're not going to see me. You're going to feel me because I'm a great listener. I'm working, right. I have great conversations. I know how to talk. I know how to, I know how to feel you. I understand where you're going. I understand where you've been. I'm a counselor. And I was like this as a young, at a young age. How could you, how do you have these answers? Because I had a gift and I knew it, but I used it maliciously. So the fuckboy in the beginning, that's something totally different. I've never been that uh, because I showed up somebody, you know, as being someone else and not this guy that was going to always like bow down or cater to you or brag on what I had. You're going to see what I have. You're going to like it before I tell you about it. So mm -hmm. for me, it was reverse psychology. I'm not going to talk about what I have, but you're going to eventually see it. Like, oh, he didn't even bring that up. He didn't even tell me. But I know those things are shocking to you. Whatever it is, right? My conversation, um, my career, where I've been around the world, women love hearing those things, those stories. Um, my credit score, whatever you find out, right? I've never been to jail. Uh, my child support is not behind. Whatever. You find it because women, are, they're going to do their little um, investigations. Then they find out, oh, why did you, Leon, why did you tell me about this? So my thing was it was the, the, for shock value. It's like, yeah, you know, I'm kind of humble. I wasn't humble. I was nowhere near humble. I was just using reverse psychology. Tell you, we're not going to talk about the basic things. We can. That's what you want. We'll talk about the basic, the basic things because I know that's what, that's what you're used to with these other guys. Me, yeah. and this is me, Lee, I think, years ago. I'm better than these dudes. You know what I'm saying? You're going to find it out. And then when they do, like, oh, my God, yeah, this guy, he only talks about himself. He only talks about sports. Yeah, let's talk about you. Let's talk about your kids. Let's talk about your parents. Let's talk about where you're from. Let's talk about where you're going. Let me help you get you to that type of thing. I had game, you know, but the fuckboy syndrome, I was never that, but they are, they are, 
are out there because they want to attract women based on their titles and their status. What if your game didn't work? Have you ever met a woman like that where, where no matter what you did, she was completely resistant to you? Oh, yeah. But I knew it was a matter of time, Cher. I'm not going to give up. <laughs> okay. Look, Cher, I'm a winner. You know what I'm saying? You know, mama, this is I'm a winner. It may take you a week or two months to break down or give in, but I know. But see, the thing is, I'm never starving, Cher, because I got other women. I got other supplies. Okay. My boys. But this one here, she's tough to get into. I'm going to keep going, keep going. Because little by little, you're going to open up. And little by little, I'm really going to put the pressure on after you come off your period because I know you, you're ovulating, your hormones are all over the place. Regardless mm-hmm. of how strong you may seem, regardless of how strong you, you think you, you are, I know that you still have some type of wants and needs. You have some weaknesses, right? You get turned on by certain things, certain cologne. You know, my, I'm well-groomed when I come over. How long are you going to be able to deny me? It ain't going to be that much longer. It may take me a little longer with you. But now, since it took me longer, and I finally, you finally let your guard down, you let your walls, you let your guard down, you still got the wall up, but on that wall, you got ladders on both sides. I'm coming up one of those ladders. I'm going to get to you, period. Because you're a woman. You already told me that you missed this, you like this. And that's why I said, that's what I said, I'm a great listener. And I found out what she didn't have or didn't want or didn't, or wanted or desired and wasn't getting. And it was malicious. It was horrible. But pretty soon she's going to bring her little guard down. It always happens because we're, we're humans. But, you know, na- human nature, we want things. Rather, it's like you start letting me hold your hand and, and give you massages and cuddle with you. Start doing those little things, even though I don't want to cuddle. And I feel your body relax more and more. It's slowly but surely coming around in my favor. So those tough women, like, but then again, I like those strong women. I, I enjoyed a strong woman. I did because uh, it showed me that she had respect for herself. She wasn't going to just open up like some of the women I had just opened up on the first day. Uh, I like a, I like a strong woman. I like a challenge. And those are the women I, I want to marry, you know. That's the type of woman I want to marry. Don't just give in to me. Don't just give me anything. Teach me, you know. Lead me, you know. Groom me to be the type of guy that you really, really want. You know, I'm, I'm like 70% there, but I want to be 100% with you, you know. So, um. Yeah, the, there were some tough ones that I encountered, and that just made me ramp up, ramp up my game even more. That made me become even more powerful to, as far as what I was saying, what I was going to do, playing a nice weekend, be real detailed now. Because some women, I had to be detailed. I could come by, you want some cigarettes, I got you. You want some chicken, I got you. You some diapers, I got you. But the other one, and that was easy. I was like, that's not going to hold my attention. The one that's going to hold my attention is the woman that's going to have respect for herself. So the ones who left you, Women have left you, right? You've I'll been in those relationships. Huh? To you, my narcissistic mind, and I'll push them away. They didn't leave me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. Okay. But yeah. so, so, okay, so let's, so yeah, so I'm coming, you know, like, like say, the woman who left you, what did that do to you? Well, the one that got away, we, so we say, we call it getting away. Mm-hmm. I could lose. Um, she she crushed me. That's what I told you I talked to recently. Um, okay. Very, very, very good woman. She got me because I got her first, but she got me back. But then I got her back. So narcissists don't like to lose. Oh, no. Um, I told her I was going to cheat. I went overseas. I cheated, came back. I told her I didn't love her. I didn't like her. The morning before we deployed, went overseas, did everything, came back. I still expected her to be there after all of that. A month before we got back to San Diego, I called her. She said, I can't talk to you. I'm like, what? 
it was five o'clock in the morning. She said, Liam, I got company. I was done. She, she got me really good and I deserved to be hurt like that. And so I got back to San Diego. She made me chase her. I chased her. And the mistake that she made was to turn back to me. She should have kept oh. because I got her back. Um, and then I asked her to marry me and she said, yeah, it's a whole story, but I went to her job hours. I went to the thrift, uh, I went to the pawn shop, bought a ring. She denied me. She denied me. Then she finally said, okay, I'm married because I got her back. I was, I didn't even want her back. I wanted revenge because she started dating this dude. And I was, I, I say this now, but back then, I say that back then, but I wouldn't say it now. He was ugly. He was ugly as hell. And that built my confidence. I'm like, okay, she got this dude. She, he ugly. I look better than him. I'm going to be back. I'm going to get her back. He ugly. She don't like ugly. She like Leon, you know. I got her back, and then I asked her to marry me again, and she said, yeah, and then I, a year later, I left her. So that's why I tell women, don't let us back in. Unless a guy or woman gets therapy, and they implement the therapy, and they're very consistent, and they become they become loving and passionate and caring. Women say, there's no way you can't change. They can change. It's tough. It's not hard. It's tough. It's a struggle. But now I want, I want things from a woman. I want a healthy, fruitful relationship. I want a committed relationship, you know. I don't want to yeah. women in my relationship. But I don't want to cheat. I don't want any of that. So say, so say if you were starting to date somebody now, I mean, how much of this are you, well, obviously you, you, you're out there on video, but how would you open up that conversation with her? Somebody who's never even seen you on social media and you're dating or wanting to date her. How would you approach that conversation with her to say, well, hey, I, I need you to know this about me? Yeah, that's the way I'll come. I'll come like that. And it's like, I'll brace for shock now because I don't want a woman to be like, oh, no, I can't deal with you. Be gone. But it's okay because if I come with that in the beginning, there's no emotions, deep emotions attacked. There may, there'll be some attraction, but I've experienced a lot of women all my life that I was attracted to. But then when you get to know them, do you still, or are you going to select them based on your attraction to their lust or to their greed, to your, for your lust or greed? Are you going to be attracted because of that? Are you going to select them because of that? Or are you going to select them because we have chemistry. Are you going to select me because we're compatible? But I have to be open. I can't. I'm not going to hide this anymore. I hid it all my life, and I was always able to get women. Mm-hmm. Tired of hiding it, you know. So um, I'll be open, honest, straight up with them about everything else too, you know. Yeah. About my therapy, about my parents, you know. What my mother had an addictive personality. My father had an extreme personality. That's why I tell people we're not going to just go date and go eat chicken wings or some rib tips or pizza, or whatever. We're going to Date. We're gonna talk on a date. We're gonna communicate. We're gonna get to know each other. And yeah. it's, oh, you shouldn't open up so soon. What am I supposed to wait a month later? No, I already noticed about me right now. And so mm-hmm. if I, you feel somebody, we're compatible. We got that chemistry, laughing, joking. We're comfortable in each other's presence. Why not keep it comfortable? And I want her to trust me and be comfortable away from me, just as she is comfortable with me. So she she can say, Hey, Leon, I'm going to see my mom for for a week down in Minnesota. Maybe I got you to be here. She can trust that. And nobody coming over here to visit me. I'm not sleeping with nobody, you know. And we FaceTime each other. We call each other. We naturally love and enjoy each other. I want to enjoy a woman, you know. I was tired of being alone. They always talk about women. You gonna you buy a dog and die alone. Well, guess what? Damn men buy dogs and die alone too. You know, men do the same thing. It can happen to us too. I don't want that. I got too much to offer to a woman. You know. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And what you're talking about, honestly, from what I'm hearing, is you're describing the beginnings of a healthy relationship. 
Now, and you just had a question. One of the um, listeners actually posted a question, and she wants to know um, what traits do you look for now in um, in somebody that you're interested in dating with? I think that's what her question was. Um, yeah, it's from Hennessy. It says Hennessy, and it says, do the women that you choose have any particular traits? Do you choose a specific type? Um, so. so because I was promiscuous, Right. I'm not dead type because I'm a dude that was all over the place. So I dated, I call them women. So some men call them fat and obese. No, I call them thick. Right. I dated women that are very, dated women that are kind of taller than me, shorter than me, whatever. I dated, I love short hair. Then I started loving long, healthy, good smelling hair. Um, I love a woman that's, that's, that's fair. Um, life, I, I like to laugh, right? A woman that, even if she don't like sports, she's willing to understand sports. I'm a big sports guy, right? I like mm-hmm. comedy. Um, I like my new hobby is cooking, learning how to cook better, right? Cool. Like massages, that type of thing. I want a woman that can, like, listen and respond and and give me answers, you know, make me think. You know, I want I like a woman that, you know, I can share things with and won't be judged. I don't want to judge her. You know, I understand a woman. I want a woman that, like, we understand each other's past, and we're not going to carry that crap forward. We're not judging each other. You know, I'm not physically violent. I don't want to use or say bad words to a woman. I don't want any of that stuff, you know. I want somebody to say, hey, look, man, I'm thinking about this. You said this, but I don't understand that. What do you mean by that? Let's talk and understand, you know. I don't want a woman that's like, that doesn't trust me, that has to call me every day, that wants, wants me to call her all the time. I don't want a woman that's insecure. I can't I can't deal with insecurities. I can't. Excellent. Don't bring nothing on me because of the last man did you that way. I'm not that dude. You know, I'm not that dude. Give me a chance. Understand who I am. I'm going to give you the world. I'm going to give you everything. And I want somebody that's fair. It's like, don't expect me to pay all the bills or pay everything when we go. I'm like, I'm a provider. Don't get me wrong. I'm a provider. But don't think that I'm here to pay for everything and pay your way through life, pay all the bills. We move together. What's, what's, where's your, where are your finances? We, you got to talk about those things. Where are yeah. your um, where are my finances? What are we going to do? Because you're not going to, if we living together and we get planning to get married, you're not going to do everything by yourself. Neither am I, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't mind paying for dinner when we go out, breakfast, lunch, dinner. I, I like doing that. I like buying gifts. I like treating her right. I like knowing what she wants, what she needs. I like those things. I like giving back to her. But don't, don't expect me, okay, Selena, you pay 80% of the bills. Where did that number come from? That's your number, not mine. Let's talk yeah. about Let's talk about the lights, water, the gas, electric, the cable, Wi-Fi, the mortgage, the car notes, insurance, cell phones. Nobody should endure all have to endure all of that by themselves. I don't. That's just not right. That's not cool. We can talk about those things. If I'm making more than you, fine. I'll take this. I want you to be comfortable throughout the month. I want it to be to where once you get paid, and we have to talk about this. Once you get paid, what do you want to have left over? What's gonna make you comfortable? Okay, Lynn, if you do this, this, and this. I'll be good. I'll be happy. Not content. I'll be super happy because I've been living paycheck from pay, paycheck to paycheck. And every time I'm, when I get paid, I have $150 left. Can I at least have like $700 left per paycheck? Yeah, baby, cool. I got you. I, ain't got a, I don't have a problem with that. But don't just come in and tell me, I think you should pay the mortgage and it's $2,100 and you should pay, at least pay the Wi-Fi where I'll just pay the water, lights, and gas. There's two of us. Water, lights, and gas is $140 or $220. And I'm paying $2,300. There's a serious imbalance there. I'm not saying we mm-hmm. got to be equal, okay? I'm not saying that. But it's not going to be like this, like this, because guess what? I got wants and needs, too. I want to be happy. When I, when the bills come in, I want and they go out, 
I want to be able to look at my pay and say, okay, I got this stuff over. Let's do this. I'm not. A, I'm not. I'm not hard to to to, to please share. I'm not. I'm a real simple ass dude, a real simple dude, right? <laughs> I'm very simple. I want some running shoes, a camelback, some gels to go run. Hey, Leon, I set you up for I bought, I paid for your run. It's going to be August 12th. I have $49. Baby cool, I love you. Go give me a hug. Mm. That's the type of dude I am. I'm a simple, I'm a real, see, I'm, I'm a real simple dude. When I meet women, they come in and try to say, we're going to do this. We're going to, based on what? That's your, that's how your mother and father was. I'm not your daddy. I'm not your yeah. mom. Don't impose that stuff on me. I'm not, now that'll turn me off real quick. We can sit down and talk about this stuff, write a grid, whatever. Express, spread, Excel spreadsheet, whatever. Let's do that. But don't come in, you know, making demands on me and my life, my lifestyle. No, we're going to do this together. We're going to gel so that when, at the end of the day, we have, we don't have, I don't want to be in a relationship without we worry about money. I don't, I don't want to do that. No. I don't. Let's, Finances kill it. Let's plan a trip. Leon, the trip is 4700 Bet. How much you need? I need only 2200 I got you. I need 3300 I got you. But Leon, yeah. See, I got all the food and stuff, even though it's inclusive. Whatever, whatever. What you need? Let's laugh about it, right? Don't try to be slick with me because I turn evil just like that. And that's one of my traits. I don't like doing that. I can turn it on. I can turn it off. It's still, I will always be this person. But I don't That's have what to, I was going to ask. Yeah, I don't have to, I don't have to activate a share. I don't have to activate this badly. I don't. I it's don't. always there. It's there. I ain't going nowhere. But I don't have to activate it. I want right. to be happy. I want to travel. I want to be to where we go to somewhere as a couple, people looking at us and we laughing at them or they they whispering, whatever. I don't give a damn about that. It's me and you. I'm very confident. I don't care what other people think about me, what they say about me. I could care less. It's me and my woman, you know. So I'm a real mm -hmm. Have you ever dated somebody that, or or actually, I you do have another question below, but here's my question to you, is the word fix. How many people have approached you with the intent or the idea of, oh, well, I see his traits. I see what's going on with him, but I can fix him. How, how many times has that happened, and well, what did you do? That's a lot of problems that the women have when they want to be – that's the nurturing role. Yep. They want to fix or they want to rehabilitate a man. Um, if he doesn't want to be fixed or he doesn't think he needs to be fixed, you can't fix him. He has to want that first. Mm -hmm. He has that first. He has to allow you to be the nurturing woman that you are. But if he doesn't allow that, if he has, if he still still has mommy issues, going back to his mom, to his mom, whatever, uh, over you, you're gonna have major issues. Women, yeah. women want to fix that because having his mommy always in his life, or his sister, or his aunt always in his life, that makes her feel insignificant. And women don't like that. That's her role to try to fix that because she can't fix it because there's a lot of power coming from his mom, his aunt, or his sister. The best thing she could do is talk to him about it, let him know if he doesn't change it, change it. They're gonna both be unhappy for a long time because she's mm -hmm. gonna. They're playing the wife role and she's the wife. They're playing the the companion role and she's a companion. Women don't like that. So if she, if it's something that she needs to fix, talk to him about it. I have a lot of things that need to be fixed with me or adjusted. Okay, let's not say fixed, but adjusted, right? Okay, I, I like that word. Yeah, but I tell women it's like it's all about your delivery. If you hmm. the wrong way with the wrong words, the wrong terms, I'm going to shut down. But if your delivery is okay and I can accept it, you know, I'm listening to you, I'm receptive, we're going to be all good. I'm going to open up to you. I got some things I need to be adjusted. Yeah. I'm hmm. 
So delivery and timing. So this and time when you do it, where you do it, and how you say it. Period. Okay. So that brings me to a really important part, something that I've been dying to get to. We'll be right back with more conversations with Leon R. Walker Jr. after this message. Welcome back. Let's get started. Um, not that everything else has been amazing, but it has been. Starting on the recovery aspect of it, in your book on page 252, I don't know if you've got a copy there or not with you, but you talk about three key, three things that really grabbed me. One is developing and change, changing and your habits and then developing new habits. Do you remember that part of? Yeah. Okay. But you have to go, yeah, you have to change those old ways. And I took that into all my relationships and that's why I was unsuccessful because I took the old ways into my new life or lifestyle or the woman that I was dating. I took that into her life and it was unfair to her. So um, you have to also look at from what she has. She may have some different ideas, some better ideas, you know, that you help us out. And I had to be open to that and I wasn't open as that, to that as I should have been. So that caused me to fail in my, my last couple of relationships, you know. Oh, Okay, and then you also talk about, right behind that, you talk also about um, the concept of application. Application to me is, the, the reason why I pulled these out is because this is something that I work through um, consistently, that uh, through the program, uh, the Wave Impeccability and the Mornis Project, something that I'm working with and still's in the room, so high self. Um, Something that I've been working through is like changing my habits, changing my feelings and beliefs and shifting a lot of those. But then application, one of my favorite quotes is, yes, awareness is key. However, without application, it's all meaningless. Talk to me about that. Talk to our listeners about that application, about what you can change a habit. It's great to say that we want to change our ways. It's great to say that we want to change our thoughts and feelings and beliefs. And it's great to say, yep, narcissists can change. Right. All wonderful. But what does it take for you? What do you have to do um, to maintain those changes? I have to realize that um, the person that I was, I can't allow him to come. Okay? Because that's going to be detrimental to any relationship. Okay. Her. You know, it's going to change her. Um, I have to apply and implement. Like I tell people. Here's the thing, Cher. People go through therapy, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say women. I've, I've, I've talked to women that have been through therapy. They say, Lynn, I've been, through, I've been in therapy for 10 years. There's two parts There's two parts of therapy. First is therapy, right? And you should never pat your back on completing therapy because without rehab, you're still in therapy and you're not going to grow. Rehab, I'm not talking about it being addicted to a drug. I'm talking about rehab because you're addicted to a person. Yep. When you go and get out of therapy and you go into rehab, rehab is not a place, uh, a building, an office. It's not around drug counselors. Rehab is around people that believe in you, people that love you, people that know you. That's your rehab. People that say, hey, no, sit your ass down. You're not going to call me on a day. 
You know, no, he wanted to go to movies, let him go to movies somebody else. Rehab is people that are going to tell you the truth, even if it hurts. Rehab is people that's going to guide you in a different direction to start looking for somebody else to date. Look at these men that like you. Look at these women that like you. They they send you gift cards. He ain't sent you anything. They 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 want to pick you up from work, drop you off. They wink at you. They give you compliments. Oh, your perfume smell good. I like those streets in your hair. You know, you know the dress looks nice. You know, those are nice shoes. When this other guy hasn't complimented you in, in in years, right? So that's the rehab. You go through therapy, but then you need to rehab, rehabilitate yourself, being around the people that's going to re, re, rebuild you and not destroy you, right? Yeah. New construction. Rehab is all about new construction, period. New habits. New habits. New habits, new people, new thoughts, new desires, all of that. Because you've been addicted to this one person for three, four, five years, and you know. A lot of times when you're addicted to other people, you lose so much of yourself. It's like when you, when you are addicted to drugs, you lose a lot of yourself. Lose your self-esteem, your confidence. You lose your, your vibrant looks. You lose teeth. Right, you lose all kind of stuff. Being yeah. drugs, it's like being to a person, it's just like being addicted to a drug. Well, okay. So based on that, you have a quote in here. I've got to read this to you because to me, this is perfect right now. This just works. Two sixty one. Here's this quote that you wrote: People who wonder whether the glass is half full or half empty are missing the point. The glass is refillable. And I found that on Pinterest. I can't remember who wrote that, but yeah, and it's, it, it hit me pretty hard. It's refillable, but we get caught. We get caught up on the status quo. We get caught up on the average things that people say. The same things that's been going around for years. We get caught up on that, you know. And I believe that. Or are you optimistic or you're pessimistic? It don't matter, you know. I can start over. Period. Yeah. So I, well, I, I can't. I can't claim that when that's somebody else's. But I will say this. Talk about. Um, everybody deserves a trophy. Everybody's pissed off. Everybody deserves a trophy. No, it's not everybody deserves a trophy. We are required to find a trophy in everybody. Your yeah. trophy, you're passionate about helping people. Your trophy, yep. you're a deep lover, a deep thinker. My trophy is, you know, I'm passionate about people. I'm outgoing. Everybody has a trophy, you know. You're somebody, yeah. else, they may just be a good type of person that can pray, you know, or, or a great listener. Everybody has a trophy in, in, in themselves, and it's up to me to find that trophy in my woman and her to find that trophy or trophies in me, and we can build on that, you know? But, yeah, the yeah. glass is always refillable. There's a – Leanne, based on that, I'm going to go ahead and ask this question. This is a perfect one. This is, again, from Hennessy. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping I'm saying that name right. Um, how have you handled coming to terms with the damage that you may have caused your past partners? Because I'm, I think that one's perfect because you were mentioning trophy. I believe that um, my past, my ex, um, I believe that he saw me as a trophy, the one that got away, because I was stalked for a long time. And um, never have I received an, uh, an apology to this day from him. I don't expect one at this point. Yeah. Um, he's still very active, not in my life, but in my adult children's lives, which I don't like. Right. It's okay. I can't do anything about that. So how have you dealt with, you know, that you knew that there was harm um, that was caused later on, maybe not at the moment. Did you see him as trophies, another notch on your belt? Um, no. Um, the ones that I was in a relationship, long relationship with, um, those are the ones that um, 
uh, not only got my attention, but there's never been many women in this world that can keep my attention, that could have kept my attention. But uh, And the ones that did keep my attention, I never realized why. I knew why, but I never looked, realized that this is somebody that keeps me going, keeps my attention. And I always talk about this. I tell women, don't worry about love. That comes later. Mm-hmm. This monk likes you. If he likes you, that's very, very important. And my, my exes, my two of them, I liked first. I enjoyed them. You know, I appreciated them because they were the ones that didn't put pressure on me. They didn't demand things. Their mothers were great women. Their aunts were great. And those are like, I could have married, I know for sure, two, three women maybe that in my past, I look on it now, I should have married because as you get older, you want to have that, that, that companion. You want to have that fun partner. Somebody that's not going to create drama and stress and pressure. They're like, going through life just like you are. They're social, you know, social people. It's not jealousy. We trust each other. That's the stuff that I miss from my exes. It's like I had that and I gave it up. For what? I don't even know why. Stupidity, you know, but you want to marry those type of people that are that you know, that knows you. That know yeah. you. And you don't I don't I don't like starting over. Starting over is rough. I hate it. But I look back on my life now like, you know, I should have stayed with her or her. And we were happy, you know, traveling together, having fun. I knew their family. They knew my family. It's like they became, we were a unit. We had unit, unity. We were a unit, and we were a union, you know, those three U's, unity, yeah. union. And we, I had all that with very, very few, a selective couple of women, and I, but I gave it away. I gave it up. How long is this process taking you? Can you put it into terms of years? Yeah, seven. That's a long time. I've only been, I'm fresh on my journey. I'm still a baby. I, I, I started mine, um, you know, January 1st, actually, of what, 2019? Yeah, seven. So I, because I realized my last relationship ended in 2014. I had been in and out of relationships for 32 years. So right around the beginning of 2021, I was like, I started, my journey started a long time prior to yeah. that. Seven, last seven years has been very liberating in my and eye-opening to me. A lot of things that I have to realize that I was doing wrong, why, yeah. I, why I didn't commit, you know, stuff like that. And so yeah. I realized, man, if you just walk away from relationship, you just not just hurting her, but you're hurting her kids, her mother, her father, her sister, you're hurting everybody, dude. But I was able to just like, Shh, I'm out. What do you, can you describe to me a typical morning? Like when you wake up in the morning, what are your first thoughts? What do you think of? And how do you... How do you maintain the new Leon? Um, because I'm happy. I'm, I'm, I'm beyond content. I'm comfortable with being uncomfortable with opening myself up and being transparent. Okay. I'm more open now and I'm, I'm, I'm not hiding anything anymore, you know, and I feel better by letting myself open up. Um, I'm a lot more real now, you know, and more, mm-hmm. and I'm listening. I understand now that I cause all the drama in my life. In a women's life, I did. I was the reason why we had issues. It was all because of me. Period. My day starts off. I get up. I have my coffee. I'll read. I'll write. Um, I watch. Start watching some movies and stuff like that. I'll stop. I go run. I go exercise. I go eat some good food. I drink some tea. I come back. Read. It's a real simple life. Where before, not just the Navy, but I had a lot of hell going on. I was always yeah. <clears throat> looking to do something. Looking. In, I didn't have a lot of natural stuff in my. 
You know, I needed more natural, more natural things in my life. Um, I think a lot more now. I'm more clear in my thoughts. You know, I understand God more now. I understand my blessings and my gifts. And that's why I like giving back to so many people because it makes me feel good. I understand me more now outside of me because in the military, I was a leader. I was always available to people and unavailable to the people that I should have been available to. And it was, it took time away from me and I took time them, the people that I should have been available to. So now I'm available and, and everything is more clear to me. I'm more, I'm happier now. I'm more reserved. I'm more calm. You know, I don't think as negative as I used to. So my day is really simple. That's wonderful. Um, hold on. There's one more question here for you. And then I was going to ask and see if you had any other closing thoughts. I don't, is that an, okay, maybe I missed it. Um, it keeps disappearing. <laughs> and, no, okay, so I asked that one. You've come to Turkey. Did you find yourself gaslighting these women and projecting your insecurities onto them? Um, this is still from the same person, Hennessy. So. Uh, my, yeah, my, definitely my, I didn't like the gaslighting. I wasn't like, like mean like that. Unless, I don't remember being like that. So breadcrumbing, great yeah. <laughs> for sure. The silent treatment was like my little masterpiece. I was shut down cold-hearted, like zero, like you are not even there sitting next yeah. to me. And then the breadcrumbing, um, leading, misleading, being deceiving, being deceptive, yeah. but the uh, gaslighting now, not so much that, um, because – I went into all of my relationships like this really strong, powerful, cocky, uh, all-knowing, wherewithal type of guy, you know, like mm-hmm. my presence, like, boom, here I am, what's up? You know, big personality, very social, very flirtatious. So when women see that that type of thing, they're like on their heels, like, oh, here he comes. I like him, but he's too social. He's, you know, blah, 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 blah. So I don't, yeah. have, I don't have to do any kind of gaslighting, but. I had some very insecure ways, so um, <clears throat> the breadcrumbing is when I would use that to keep her around because eventually I know I'm not going to be there. I'm going to leave, but I got to leave before you. I don't want her yeah. to leave. But that didn't happen a lot. I want, I'm the one did the leaving because I wasn't mature enough to commit. Yeah. Yeah. There's something that you bring up, a thought in my mind, which is that they're – I have seen so many negative, icky things about narcissists, um, you know, in memes and videos and people ranting, which I really understand. I get it because it really is in many ways. I have, well, I've been through sexual abuse, um, physical violence, psychological, emotional, verbal, all of it. I've felt it and dealt it all, you know, been dealt dealing with it. Um, out of everything, the psychological abuse was the worst. But what I can say is this, and I, I want to see what your thoughts are. There is no one classic narcissist. There just isn't. I know there's many different types. You know, you, they've got four or five different categories. Frankly, I think there's more. It's as individual as the person's story. Right. Because, because I've, I've dealt with the narcissist who was conditioned, you know, like my own father. My father groomed me. He conditioned me to accept the things that he was doing. Um, my 
my narcissistic in between relationships. Um, there again, conditioning and grooming, but you know, there was a lot of grandiose behavior. There was a lot of grandstanding. There was a whole lot of thing and especially gaslighting. That was the worst I'd ever experienced, but I've never really seen, um, any one typical narcissist that has every single category, every single symptom. And I feel sometimes that people are unaware, um, uneducated, which is one of the reasons why I also wanted to have this conversation was to see if you could validate also that you are not the typical next-door narcissist, neither is the next-door narcissist typical to anybody else. So. No, it's various categories. <laughs> uh, like you said, it's like there's a lot, um, and you don't know, we don't know how many there are, different traits or whatever, but there's Every there's layers to each category, like grandiose, like classic, like seductive, like vindictive, like malignant. There are labor levels to all those types of narcissists. And I think there's a lot of people that have those traits, maybe not full blown, but there is so much that encompasses a narcissist. Um, you can't just pinpoint one thing and they don't have just one thing to pinpoint. They go from one thing to the next, depending on the situation, right? Depending on the relationship they're Depending on what they're getting, what they're not getting, depending on who they are, who, who you know, who, who they, who they um, are during therapy or after therapy. So there's a lot. There's not one person or thing that you can pinpoint. No, you're right. But there are people that are out here that don't have a lot of those things that I have. There are a lot of men that don't have a lot of those traits that I have. Women too. And I have a lot, you know. And that's why it was so tough for me because I go from one thing to the next, depending on who I was with, what I was getting, what I didn't get, what I expected. What what I want. So yeah. fate would pop up like, hey, we are here. I help, you know, I'm like, yeah. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was a lot. And then, and you know this, Sharon, being in the military, being a senior person, that's a, a big, a, I had an ego, you know, like your ex being a warrant officer. I was a command master. So that's a lot of power. And, yep. authority, you know, it depends on how you use it. I've seen people abuse it and get in trouble and get kicked out. I didn't want that. So it was like, like some of my things were like subtle or, or, you know, often happened, didn't often happen. I was aware of it. I wasn't aware of it. I got in trouble. I didn't get in trouble. I got in trouble for my narcissistic ways back in 04. Oh, Did yeah. You? Oh, yeah. I got in trouble twice. And then I finally learned my lesson because um, my executive also looked out for me. They they didn't write me up. They did, but they didn't take me to capitalist mask. So I didn't get in trouble for it. But uh, I was still pissed about getting getting in trouble for something I did wrong, right? What kind of person? Yeah, yeah, I, exactly. I'm serious. I, yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was wrong. But they had to punish me. And I'm like, I'm going to do it again. They punished me again. I'm like, why? So I'm still going to get promoted. Guess what? I got promoted again. And so I was just, just as arrogant, as cocky as the two times before I got in trouble. The last time I got in trouble, I was just, I was worse off. I'm like, y'all can't stop me. Yeah. I am definitely having to save for sure and write and, and think on that piece. Um, I was just covering that this morning about mistakes, where mistakes are not mistakes. They're actually alternative. It's, it's alternative learning. And what you just mentioned, that was just something that we had covered this morning, so I'm going to have to make a mental note of that. Um, Leon, if you had, what is a message that you would like to give to men or women who have, are either in 
or either thinking about exiting a relationship where they're just convinced that their person is a narcissist? First of all, let's say you got to figure it figured out. They have narcissists, narcissist traits, whatever. You okay. spent you spend six months a year, still a long time. You have to withdraw very slowly because if you withdraw too fast, you go through withdrawal. And then you let the person come back. Feed your lust, your greed, to fill your voids. You have to withdraw slowly. But that's on the person with what you have to realize is that you have to take away what you gave to them. You have to take away what, what drew that narcissistic person in. If you were complimenting them, stop complimenting them. If you were at the every beck and call, stop being there. If you were uplifting them, stop uplifting them because they, they're gone. They already checked out on you. They just come back around to get their supply from you. You keep giving it to them and giving it to them. You got to take back not just your life. You got to take back what you gave to them. What keeps them coming around? You know what it is. Rather sex, great sex, massages, you're getting it. Hey, I got your car detail, whatever. Hey, I got a nice, I got your pork chops and mashed potatoes and, and cabbage over here, Leanne. Come and get some. Whatever. You got to stop feeding the nurses. Nurses are hungry. Okay. Okay. They're starving. Don't feed the bears. Don't feed them. Even if they <laughs> go away and get it from somebody else, that has nothing to do with you, okay? You are better than that person that they're going to get because they just got the same thing from you that they're going to get from another person. You got to okay. get crap. You got to get out of this cycle. So pull back slowly, withdraw slowly so you don't go through withdrawals and start taking back what you were giving to that person and realize, realize, realize that you were never number one. You might have been number three or number four, but you mm. one. That's really devastating to a person's self-worth. I mean. It is. But women accept that. Not knowing. I wonder if he's. I wonder if he's. I wonder if. Yeah. You're number two. If he leaves your house, there will be another woman. If she leaves your house, there will be another man. You're fine with being number two. First loser. Yeah. Oh, no. See, I'm not number two. I'm number one to me. Well, if you number one, you should be number one to the person that you're dating. You tell yourself, I'm, which we all do, I'm number one. I come first, blah, blah, blah. Then that person should feel the same way about you. Yeah, exactly. They don't. They don't that's called relationship mismatch. Absolutely. Absolutely. Any words of wisdom? Yes. Learn the love languages, but also sovereignty. Beautiful. I've been reading this for about a half, about a year. But also I love that book. Yeah, but also learn the love less languages. We don't talk about that, Cher. People go, now. what is that? Yeah, just like the love languages, acts of service. You date somebody that has an acts of disservice. Loveless languages. Now, that's what you're writing on now, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, don't, I was going to say, you don't want to give too much of that away because that one's going to be a big one. Um that one's going to go in my collection as well. So. Yeah. But, yeah, so know the love languages, but also know the loveless traits and loveless languages as well. Um, talk about relationship vows before you talk about marriage vows. Marriage vows at the end. That's where you get to that. All right? Talk about relationship vows. Talk about rising in love, not falling in love. Don't fall in love. Talk about 
rise in love with your partner. I like that. Rising in love. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Okay. Talk about that and not falling in love. How do you rise? If you sometimes a lot of women are rising, and men are rising in love alone, and that's why they feel lost, left out, rejected, neglected, left behind, unfairly treated. Because mm-hmm. rising, you want to go to, you want to move up, but your partner is not there, absent, detached, emotionally detached, dealing with emotional dysregulation. So those things, know the love languages, talk about relationship vows, and work on rising and climbing in love and not falling in love, you know? like Those the- are wonderful. Those are wonderful. Okay, it looks like there's two, okay, nope, that was not a, no. Okay, last question from Hennessy. Would you say that each time you had a consequence, you just got better at not getting caught or in trouble? Um, oh, yeah, she nailed that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, you, get, you perfect the next time, next time, next time, next time, because they're going to keep doing it. And so yeah. therapy or help and they implement it and be consistent. But yeah, every time, yeah, yeah you're going you're gonna to perfect it to get out of it and then do it again and start up because they don't like to get caught in a lie. They don't like to be defeated at all. Absolutely. You guys, Leon, where can people find you? Uh, I just, my, my Instagram account is new, started over. It got stolen and hacked, so be careful. So on Instagram, I'm Leon R. Walker. On TikTok, I'm Leon R. Walker. Everything, I'm Leon R. Walker. Google, I'm in Google with my books and, and my um, radio shows and stuff. My new, yeah, my new website is going to be up here real soon. Um, LinkedIn, Leon R. Walker. Facebook, Leon R. Walker. Yeah, TikTok. Everything is Leon R. Walker. Uh, like I said, my um, my website will be up. I had to take it down and do some maintenance. So I think that's on Leanna Walker, too. It's, I think my Facebook, my, my website is on the I Inspire One right now. But yeah. It's, it's being worked on. So everywhere you go, starting with Google, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, LinkedIn, is Leon R. Walker. Yeah, I think that's – I think the same way. I just pretty much keep it consistent. This is pretty much the only place that I use the book goddess, a um, little bit on my podcast, but otherwise – for me, it's Sharon Bound. So, um, Leanne, I, I hope um, I have received some real solid resolve on some of the answers that or questions that I had. Um, still have some triggers I think I need to work through, especially when it comes down to the details as far as, like, the stories go. Um, and who knows? It, if you're open to it, I would love to talk with you again, either on IG Live or just, you know, <laughs> through text or whatever. Yeah, I'm um, Okay. Um, Just because there are there are some other questions that I had that we didn't really get to, and um, but I thank you so much. I thank you deeply for joining me today um, and for helping me to understand a little bit more of perhaps where some of the people are coming from, Um, and a little bit more about myself too. Because you know, honestly, I understand we all have narcissistic traits. Some of us stronger than others. It's very possible that um, some of mine even showed up throughout my growing up years. Yeah. So who knows? I don't. I don't know yet. I'm. I'm still working that out. Um, I do know though that um, I see you as a warrior, um, a true warrior, and as much as I see myself as one as well. So that's why it's been a pleasure today to meet you in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> Um, how do I make it right within myself, the, the, everything that I've done wrong? Um, 
I just want to answer that real quick. I make it made it right by understanding that I was wrong, by admitting my wrongdoings, you know, by saying, you know, I shouldn't, you know, I'm very, very insecure. I had some jealous jealousies about myself, but realizing that I was a wrong person, realizing that I was dysfunctional and hurting women. So that's how I made it right within myself uh, by first admitting to it. You know, I forgot who asked that question, but by first admitting to that, I had a lot of issues and I was yeah. functional and I was unforgiving and I was misleading by admitting to that, being transparent, meaning it and then wanting to change. So that's how I made it right within myself. That's a brutal, I like that answer. I've been looking behind you and I know my eye kind of sometimes keeps trailing off, but I've been looking behind you and on your, on your shade. You might not be able to see it, but it's really kind of interesting because there's a cross right behind you. I don't know what that means. I just think it's really pretty awesome. Right. Um, no. So you'll see it on the playback. You'll definitely see it. Or maybe you can even see it in the screen, but there's a cross there. So just thought I'd make that of note. Um, don't know what it means, if anything. Yeah, <laughs> something. Yeah. yeah. That or somebody's got our backs, right? So. Right. <laughs> definitely. Okay. I'll let you go for now. Thank you so much. Thanks. For um, appreciate it. Okay. Doing it again. Okay. See All you. Right. Bye-bye. Bye. Hi, this is Cher. I want to thank you for sitting in on this very unique and difficult conversation with Leon Walker, a narcissist. Leon is in recovery, managing his mental illness, which is what narcissism is. Narcissistic personality disorder is an actual mental illness, a disorder, and it is treatable. Now, Leon's book, Broken, is available for purchase on Amazon, and he makes himself available to you. Reach out to him on any of his platforms and start a conversation, a conversation that can heal. My book, of course, Unbound, 100 Days of Intent, is available on various online bookstores. Look for it on Amazon, Google, Barnes & Noble, and more. Before you leave today, though, I would like to ask you for one favor. Please like, follow, comment, share, share the link out to somebody who may benefit from Conversation City. Until next week, I wish you a safe week, all the support, and know that I'm sending you love.